Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I am here with Jill Annabel. Hi, Jill. Hi. We are welcoming everybody back from uh, Christmas break today. Welcome so that's back. pretty exciting. Back in the lounge. We're back in the lounge. And I have a, I have some good ideas about what people can do. Once, once I throw this idea out here today, today's a really good day to talk about this. Well, at first I want to acknowledge that everyone's eating salad in the lounge. Like everyone's bad. <laughs> they're sick of leftovers and they're like, I'm going to eat healthy. There's a lot of lettuce going on in the teacher's lounge today. It's salad week in the Catholic <laughs> teacher's lounge. Yeah, it is. All right. So here's my question for you to kick off today's episode. Do you have an outlet that allows you to free your mind for pure creativity so that you can be effective as a professional, something that relieves stress and fuels your creativity? Do you have an outlet? I don't have an outlet, but I have two things that always indicate them and come up with a wild idea. One is a full night of sleep, which I had last night. And once I get like last night, I had nine hours of sleep, which means today I have crazy what? ideas that people don't want to hear. And the other is if I have a cleaned off desk, if my desk is actually cleaned off, watch out because then there's room because then there's room for like a new project. So no, it's not an outlet. I'm sorry. But if I had a full night's sleep or a cleaned off desktop, I'm probably going to come up with something to fill that void. So cleaning is what fuels you. Yeah, your probably. Jill, yeah, you always you always have an answer that is is not the expected answer. Like, <laughs> <Sorry>. why not? <laughs> what do other people do? You know, I think music was always my creative outlet. Like, oh, it's good. actually yeah. a creative outlet. Yeah, normal you know? things. Yeah, um, good. Exercise, okay, crafting, a place, crafting, you know, where your brain generates. Yeah. Ideas. Crafting. Yes, Jill. Yes. Yeah, I don't things. do any of those things. Cooking, if I baking. Sleep, I'm fine. Do you cook or bake? No. Nope. Nope. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never mind then. All right. In school, yes. is there enough time for kids to generate their creative juices? Is that time built into the school day? Cause I don't know. Well, you, okay. I'm in a rare school, but yes, we have something okay. called focus time and you can sign up for really wild focus times. So you have twice a week. It's like a half hour block and you can do anything you want. So some, some clubs and activities are happening then, but if a teacher wants to do a creative thing, it's during focus. So really creative offerings are happening during focus time at our high school. That's great. That's yeah. great. I really like that. I love when there's some time that is actually built into the schedule for mm -hmm. kids to participate in the thing that whatever fuels them, you got to have right. time to fuel your brain, you right. know, and my husband was doing a maternity leave at his school, um, before Christmas and his classroom was called the dream lab. Oh, and, and the dream lab. Yeah. He was teaching like design thinking. I it was that. like all, yeah. And he recognized that was a place for kids to go where there was movement, there was creativity, there was tactile experiences and it allowed their brains to open up so that they could do the heavy lifting, you know, in their academic classes. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the idea behind today's idea, I guess. Okay. So today's idea comes from Ashley Azell, and she's at St. Francis Xavier Catholic school in Phoenix, Arizona. And this is an idea that she attributes to another teacher because that's hmm. what good teachers do, right? You, you right. borrow ideas from other teachers, hence the Catholic teachers lounge. <laughs> so in her submission, she sent a quote from this Mr. Carbo about the brain science behind play and creativity 
as a necessity. So kind of mm-hmm. deep stuff. There was mm-hmm. a lot of um, philosophy and, and right. brain science psychology behind all of this. So Ashley Azal did a call out asking school families and friends on social media to help her fill up brain bins for her classroom. Have you heard mm-hmm. of brain bins, Jill? No, tell me more. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. So brain bins can be filled with all different kinds of items that kids can build and create with. And she's currently teaching second grade. So think, you know, with with, what, what second Mm -hmm. graders would be building with, she mixes up the groups each day and she gives students 15 minutes each morning to collaborate, build and create something. Mm, I like that. So it's good for their brains. It's good for communication. It's good for social skills. It's good for a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. what are you thinking? I love that. As soon as you're saying bins, I was thinking of like fidget bins, like a totally different concept. But now that you're saying Mm. like building bins, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what my family did in the pandemic, which was watch a lot of TV and do a lot of Legos. And so our son who at the time was five, five or six, he liked being the host of a Lego show. And he would give us like a pile of Legos, each of us and tell us we had to build something like it had to, you know, today you're going to build a boat or you're going to build a house, or you're going to build a home for a pirate or like something really random. Love and then that. we could only build it with what we had. And then he would, he just really liked to judge our creations, but that's how we've spent our family time in the pandemic. And it reminds me of within parameters, being creative within a couple of rules is the way to go. So if you're limited to the bin, but then can get as creative as you want to get. I think that's the right mix of, it's like when you walk into a classroom that's way too chaotic because there's too much to do during free time, kids can't focus. Right. And if you don't give them enough to do in front of them, they can't focus. But if with, with the right parameters, which can fit into a bin, you now have creative freedom, but you understand the rules. That's a really fun place to be in. So I'm wondering what goes in the bins, what kinds of stuff. Well, and that's what I was thinking too. So it it can be blocks. It can be round mm-hmm. things. It can be things that snap together. Like, do you, okay, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to age myself here. Did you have tinker toys when you were a kid? I know what they are. I didn't have any. Okay. Lincoln. I was either deprived or they <laughs> I was past that era, but I think I was just deprived. I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I had tinker toys and Lincoln logs and those were, those were yeah. uh, my brain bins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Legos, things that can snap together, but any kind of blocks, any kind mm-hmm. of blocks can go in because you know what you can, what you can set. They don't have to snap together, right? No. Imagine then once they've done this a few times, and then you give them like Q-tips and playing cards. You give them like really mm. strange things, and they're like, "Ooh, what am I supposed to do with this?" Mm. Um, I think you can start to really build on that based on what you're handing them. So maybe you get more creative over time. This is when it reminds me of maker spaces, though. Like once you start collecting. Yeah. Uh, like bottle caps and, you know, toilet paper rolls and all that stuff. Like then you can start, it doesn't have to be, you go out and buy a bunch of stuff. It can be, you just need enough of something that it goes into the bins. I like that. Right. And so what I, what I like about the creativity of it is if the kids are working with a different group each day, so it's not Mm -hmm. the same group, Mm -hmm. you know, so you may be working out of the same bin, you know, a couple of times during the course of the week, but you're working with different people. Mm-hmm. So whatever the situation might be, you're working out of a different bin, you're working with a different group. So there's going to be a different creative process mm-hmm. so, because you can look it, at the same things in a different way, depending right. on who you're with. Right. And especially if you're saying you're building one thing, you have to build one. You're not, you're not in a group of three, but you independently parallel play three different buildings and fight over who gets how many from the bin. <laughs> if it's really, truly one, 
that's cool. I mean, you could, and I'm keep thinking about, I keep adding rules. I should just let kids play, but like the tallest or the strongest or the widest or the whatever you can start doing that, which becomes those engineering challenges that you see out of design thinking units, but truly free play with a bin is also, it's also pretty cool. Yeah. So my thought was, because this is the day back after Christmas, I don't know what happens in your house, but I know after Christmas in my house, we were trying to make room for some new stuff and get rid of some old stuff. Uh I used to donate things to, you know, to preschools and all kinds of things. So if there are any teachers out there who are looking to fill their brain bins, do a call out to your friends who are getting rid of old toys and Uh, don't don't ever throw away Legos, right? No, no, definitely not. But also who doesn't have room in the recycle bins because they're filled with all kinds of stuff that you're trying to recycle packaging, packaging yeah. and, uh, wrapping paper and ribbon and all of those types of things that are in our recycle bins. So uh, we're also trying yeah. to get everything onto the curb. So now yep. is tis the season. Tis the season. And up. that my friend is the bell. For, so. Clean up, clean up and salad. That's what's <laughs> happening in January. <laughs> All right. So that is the bell. It is time to go back to class. So there are always more ideas and time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to try to do our best. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So, so send your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to the Catholic teachers to share the Catholic teachers lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time. And we wish you all the best in 2023. If you have more classroom ideas than recipes saved to your Pinterest boards, you might be a teacher. Teachers have a built-in radar for good ideas. As Catholic school teachers with students with special needs, we're always on the lookout for ideas to adapt lessons to help all students. Fortunately, Loyola Press is known for their commitment to inclusion in the classroom. They've created resources like Adaptive Finding God Faith Formation Program in consultation with the National Catholic Partnership on Disability. Their multi-sensory Loyola learning tools serve children's different skills and abilities, building on each child's strengths. You'll find picture cards, plush toys, foam puzzles, flip books, puppets, music, and lots more. They even have adaptive learning kits for sacrament preparation. Isn't that a great idea? Visit LoyolaPress.com to learn more. Loyola Press Adaptive Learning can equip you to create a welcoming, inclusive, and respectful classroom for all.